Cheers, college football fanatics, and welcome to The Two Drink Minimum. I am Dan Patron. And I am Kevin Hennigan. And we will be talking Week 10 hype machine and predictions this evening. Oregon versus USC, Utah versus Washington, and Florida versus Georgia in the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. We will premiere our brand new segment, Hot Route. This is... The two drink minimum. Um, Oregon, USC. I've got, you know, I don't know what kind of what kind of lines you're going with. I've got USC getting four and a half at home, at home. Well, so last I saw was Oregon minus seven in this game. But if I'm taking Oregon, I, I'd rather have that four points. You're surprised that you that Oregon's favored. I'm not surprised that Oregon's favored. Um, and four and a half actually seems relatively small to me for Oregon being, you know, a top 10 team. I think the thing about USC that's tough to wrap your head around is I, there's really no way around it. Todd Helton is, has just not been a very successful coach, but that team is loaded, loaded with four and five star guys all over their roster. So at any given Saturday, they could just explode and, and, and take somebody down. I mean, they've done it. Or they could lose to BYU. So it, it's, it's tough to give somebody a huge spread against USC because it's just not safe. And Oregon is going to play you tight. Oregon's not going to run up the score against you. So that, that game being close, not surprising. USC's been able to get it done at home this year. They've beat Stanford, Arizona, and Utah was at home, I believe. So all of those games have been at home this year. Utah was at home, although I believe that was a Friday night. That was a Friday night craziness. And that was without Slovis. Right? Wasn't that Fink in that game too? I believe was, that was Fink. It was one of the three guys. I, I, don't, I think that Slovis was – Slovis started, got hurt okay. in the game. Right, he pretty early on. In the Fink game. had a big day. Yes. Uh, uh so, you know, the difference in this one that I see is, again, we touched on it yesterday. Oregon's defense is good. 20, top 20 overall defense um, is, yeah, their is what stands out. Their secondary is a little dicey. I mean, compared to that running defense, which is excellent, that they can you can pass the ball against this Oregon defense, and that is going to be – that's the focus for USC. They're a team that's going to – pass the ball they've had somebody go over 100 yards rushing only twice this season so that's something to be aware of that they're going to put the ball in the air I think the difference in this game is going to be the Oregon running game yesterday you and I talked a lot about CJ Verdell USC is 96th in the country versus the run that's not good Verdell is going to be able to do his thing in this game. He's going to be – I circled his name, I underlined it, and put a star next to it. All three of those things next to C.J. Verdell going into this week. And He's it, going to be the difference. It, it, he has been absolutely incredible lately. And 
I think that when we take a look at that Oregon offense, we maybe were disappointed with it at the beginning of the season and said this is a team where the Oregon defense is carrying the Oregon offense. This is not the Oregon offense of old. This is a different Oregon offense, you know, sort of grind it out. And then all of a sudden, C.J. Verdell is the Oregon offense that we're used to, that blur of a guy. And um, it, it's it's – no mistake that with him has come that Oregon offense of old. With his rise has come that picture of the Oregon offense of old. In the last three games, and actually this is just rushing. I, I didn't even take a look at his receiving yards, but just rushing in the last three games, he's had 476 yards. The five games before that, the first five games of the season, he had 277 yards. So he, he's, he's nearly doubled his output in the last three games over the first five. And if you saw him play against Washington State, he was electric. That was his game. And he's going to need to be electric in this game because you've seen a guy like Michael Pittman can be that same type of player for USC. Michael Pittman is uh, a young man who has really worked himself into a conversation of, you know, these top wide receivers. He's in a he's in a bad spot this year because there are so many good wide receivers, but he he's he's right there with a lot of those guys. He has been incredible this season and the as I watched some of their games and I went back and looked at some of their games, it becomes apparent to me that this, oh, whatever quarterback you put into this USC system is producing, part of that is because those quarterbacks are just throwing it up to Michael Pittman and he's making plays. If they're rely, they're going to have to rely on Slovis to throw the ball. He threw it 44 times against Colorado, Notre Dame 35 times, that loss against BYU 34 times. His decision-making was – he struggled with that at Colorado Friday night. Similar situations popping up this weekend. He holds onto the ball too long. Oregon's going to make him pay. So if they're relying on Slovis, which with the Oregon run defense, they're going to have to, it's going to be too much. It's going to be too much with that defense. Slovis, he's a nice young quarterback, but as a freshman in this type of game, they are at home, so maybe he's comfortable. But I think he's going to struggle. He's going to have a couple bad interceptions based on holding the ball too long. Maybe a strip sack gets worked in there. In their last uh, three games, he's been sacked eight times. They're not protecting him enough. And Oregon's defense, they're going to make him pay. Their Oregon's defense was is better than I expected them to be. And it's crazy for me to be thinking that we're talking about Oregon's defense being that impactful for them. But they have been. So I like Oregon minus the uh, four and a half or four points that you, that you threw out there earlier. Slovis, a couple untimely turnovers. And C.J. Verdell, your game MVP. And, uh, you know, you touched on it a little bit. It's, it's that strength against weakness that USC is going to have to try to exploit here. USC, 
you you said it yourself. It's a great point to make. Oregon defense, 20th overall, 14th against the run, but where they're susceptible is against the pass. They're 48th in the country against the pass. So this is a team that some hay can be made there. And USC's offense, that's their best attribute. They're 20th in passing uh, yards per game in the country, and, and that's what they're looking to do. Again, a lot of that is Michael Pittman. So is die healthy are some of those guys in the secondary healthy Good question. can they cover Pittman? can they get can they get help over the top of Pittman and still cover some of those other guys we well, got so, holland back there he's gonna have an interception so usc is um is a team that i think could put a scare into oregon sure but that four and a half points with the way Verdell's been playing, the way Justin Herbert's been playing, the way Justin Herbert's been protecting the ball, one interception on the season, um, I'm going Oregon. I'm going Oregon to cover, even though it's on the road. There's a couple you're relying – USC's relying on a freshman running back with Kristen, a, a freshman quarterback in a big game. They're going to make mistakes. It's going to happen. Oregon has veteran guys back there who are ready for this game. Right. But, I mean, you know, hey, look, don't sleep on USC with Urban Meyer as their head coach next year. With all I the thought he was going guys, to Notre Dame. All the young guys that they're playing. Come on, where would you go, USC or Notre Dame? I'm going to USC. You know, there's just five-star guys, like, hanging out on your doorstep. And he's on Fox with Liner and Bush, right? Oh, yeah, those guys. So are, they're all coming over. It's going to be a party. Oh, my gosh. Yes, it is. Offensive coordinator, running back, running backs coach. Those guys are all coming with them. Those guys are all coming with them. Who else? Who they leave? Oh, so Brady Quinn's just alone. Next year, Brady Quinn's gonna be on the Fox set by himself, just looking around, all pretty. Yeah, all all beautiful. Yeah, with his his white teeth shining. Um, (laughs) He is a beautiful man. So So we agree on all three. I don't know. That's not fun, did we? Well, I take somebody else. I'm right on all three of them, and I assume you just looked at my picks. And oh. That's not a terrible decision. Oh, it's okay. You can visit us on Henny and Patron. That's we established last week in Ampersand. Henny and Patron on Twitter. Uh, podcast will be linked there, too. And uh, just go on, check it out. As always, I am Dan Patron. I'm Kevin Hennigan. And we are the two-drink minimum. Cheers. Cheers.